Aloha, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, football fans everywhere. We are back with another show. Some exciting things to talk about, specifically on the huge roster cutdown day that was the NFL's cutdown and trim to 53 players per team. A few notable names, of course. Uh, One in particular that was a complete shock that I'm sure most everyone listening is aware of. And then we're going to talk some wide receiver rankings for the upcoming fantasy football season, as well as what the heck to make of all the Deshaun Watson drama as well. It is going to be a lot of fun, and I thank you for listening today. So I think that we'd be reluctant to not at least mention Deshaun Watson and all the drama surrounding him the last few days of the NFL season. You know, there was that report from the beat reporter who shall be remaining nameless on the podcast uh, in Twitter that came out and basically had reported that he was hearing that uh, all these teams were trading for Deshaun Watson and like all these, you know, teams were going to be inquiring about Deshaun Watson and the Dolphins were the front runner and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, that makes absolutely no sense. Why in the world would a team give up three first-round picks, basically mortgaging their entire draft future on a player that we don't even know is going to be able to play this year or next year? I understand that the talent is absolutely ridiculous, but that just made absolutely no sense to me. So when the report came out that Deshaun Watson would be on the Texans' 53-man roster throughout the entire season. I was not in the slightest bit surprised at all. But it was definitely entertaining to get all the echo chamber updates that we get at this time of year. Can't blame anyone there, um, but it looks like Deshaun Watson for this season will be staying put. News and notes from around the league. Other news and notes. Saquon Barkley has a strong chance to play Week 1. Love that. Cannot wait to see Saquon Barkley play football again. It is always fun when he plays football. Giovanni Bernard has a mild high ankle sprain. (laughs) You heard that right, but he's still expected to play a week from tonight, Thursday night. Don't know how that works. Usually ankle sprains are four to six weeks at least. Even a mild high ankle sprain, I don't know. That, um, That doesn't sound amazing, but, you know, obviously... If he's expected to play, maybe he tapes it up. I mean, Gio Bernard, were, for me, was a sleeper this year. I think that he's definitely still rosterable. But a mild high ankle sprain does not sound fun. Kenny Galladay returned to practice the Giants. Prime number one wide receiver who signed that mega contract this past offseason. Hopefully that he can get back on the field and contribute. He needs to ramp up that chemistry with Daniel Jones. A lot of times we see these receivers that switch teams and they're not able to build the chemistry in time to do so to make a super impact, but we know how good Kenny Gaude is. From a talent perspective, hopefully he can get back on the field and produce like we know he can. CD Lamb was activated off of the COVID-19 list, and Carson Wentz was placed on the COVID-19 list. Returned from injury, and about a day later he was placed on the COVID-19 list. Hopefully he's still ready for week one. He should be. And then the big news... The, the most surprising news, I think, maybe of the offseason, was that the Patriots released starting quarterback Cam Newton clearing the way for Mac Jones 
to get eaten alive by that Miami Dolphins defense in week one. No, in all seriousness, I really could not believe that Cam Newton was released, but it seems that the Patriots have found their guy. I am definitely curious to see how Mac Jones performs in week one. He has looked really good in exhibition games, a lot better than I would have expected or anticipated him to look in the exhibition season this year. Seemingly, Mac Jones could be a solid NFL starter if Bill Belichick is able to get the most out of him like I know he can. But yeah, that was definitely surprising. I think that Cam Newton's shoulder is just absolutely shot, and the Patriots seem to know that as well. It'll be interesting to see if any team picks him up. My hunch is that he might be done. He really might be done. Before the Patriots picked him up last year, he had no interest from any other teams. He looked really good that first month of the season. No denying that, but towards the end, his shoulder was just so shot. Will be interesting to see what happens with Cam Newton. All right, next up, we are going to talk some wide receiver rankings, 1 through 40, and give a little bit of advice for most of them, most of these amazing athletes on planet Earth. And let us waste absolutely no time. PPR wide receiver rankings for 2021 preseason. Number one, it is none other than the man himself. I'm sure you can guess it. D.A. Devontae Adams. Unbelievable red zone target. Every single time Aaron Rodgers snaps the ball. Where's Devontae? You could just see it in the way that he plays. He's looking for number 17. Devontae Adams is such a fun player to watch. And he is absolutely the number one receiver going into the 2021 fantasy football season. Number two, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy who is just a freak of nature. I do have some questions about Kyler Murray's throwing ability, but none that hinder Hopkins' fantasy ability by any means or any stretch of imagination. I think that DeAndre Hopkins has another monster season, and he is locked and loaded at number two. Number three, Tyreek Hill. If you play in a bonus league, I think Tyreek Hill can definitely be made the argument, or even in general, Tyreek Hill has an argument to be made to be the number one fantasy wide receiver. We know that when we watch the Chiefs play, if someone's catching a 70-yard touchdown, it's usually Tyree Kill. Such an awesome player. Just so fast, man. He is just... I mean, there's a reason that his username on Twitter and Instagram is Cheetah. He lives up to the hype for sure. Number four, DK Metcalf. Club member. That is right, Ryan. He is a club member. Prime Julio Jones built in a lab. DK Metcalf is so awesome. Just bully ball. Get out of my way. I'm going to catch the pass. And he is all the way up at number four for a reason. I love it. Russell Wilson is going to get DK Metcalf the football this year. Take DK Metcalf where you can. Number five, Stefan Diggs, arguably the best route runner in the league. Josh Allen came on huge last year. Stefan Diggs was a big reason for that. And if he can stay healthy, he is a locked and loaded wide receiver one. Number six, Calvin Ridley. Not as alpha talented wide receiver one level as those other receivers. I think that there's a bit of a tear break after those first big five, but Calvin Ridley is for sure. Number six, number seven, A.J. Brown, DK's teammate playing for the Titans. I think Julio Jones' addition to the offense could potentially take away a bit of Brown's targets, but it also could take away a bit of attention from opposing defenses to have to deal with 
big Derrick Henry, and obviously Julio, one of the greatest to ever play. I think that he still has some juice left in the tank. Keenan Allen, number eight. Club member. He is. He is a club member. He is the best route runner in the game. Excuse my French. Obviously, we saw the chemistry that him and Justin Herbert had last year. I think that Keenan Allen is a locked and loaded wide receiver one. Number nine, Justin Jefferson burst onto the seam, had the best rookie wide receiver season of all time. Kirk Cousins will be slinging him the rock. I expect big things from Justin Jefferson in 2021. Adam Thielen is getting really old. He's about 82 years old now, and I think that the youth will just win out with Justin Jefferson. Number 10, Terry McLaurin, another guy who has had questionable quarterback play all throughout his NFL career, but clearly no question in the talent level for Terry, scary Terry. Love that guy. Love to watch him play, and I think that he is a locked and loaded low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two all day long. Mike Evans at 11, possibly the best touchdown-catching receiver in the league in end zone and red zone. Monster playing with the GOAT. Can't argue that. Number 12, A-Rob. Talk about questionable quarterback play throughout his career. I think that there's none other than Allen Robinson. But at 12, when Justin Fields gets in there, I have no doubt that A-Rob will return value. He is going in the late third, early fourth round right now. Number 13, Chris Godwin. I think that the only thing that has hindered Chris Godwin over the last couple of years is just the health issues. Because when he's healthy, he is awesome, man. He is a really, really good player. And at 13, it's a little aggressive of rank compared to consensus. I think consensus has him down at 16 or 17, but I have him got over guys like, um, well, guys like the next couple of guys that I'm going to read. <laughs> but um, yeah, Chris Godwin is another guy who is just awesome at football. Number 14, Julio Jones, one of the greatest to ever do it now in that Titans offense. I think that they find ways to get him the ball. They are not going to just trade for Julio and not give him the football. At least I hope not. That would be pretty stupid. But yeah, Julio Jones at 14. Number 15, Amari Cooper outperformed CeeDee Lamb in almost every single statistical category last year. I know that CeeDee Lamb has had an exceptional minicamp, year two jump, all that good stuff. I'm a believer in CeeDee Lamb, but Amari Cooper has done it for a couple years in this Dallas offense. So I have him one spot ahead of CeeDee Lamb, who comes in at number 16. The hype train is, I mean, it has left the station for CeeDee Lamb. I am not buying into that. He is going, I believe, mid-third round compared to where he was going a few weeks ago, which was late fourth, mid-fourth. I just cannot take him over guys above him where I have him ranked. I just will not be having any CD Lamb this year because while I do acknowledge the fact that he does have top five upside, which is completely respectful and understandable. I just can't get behind paying the ADP price that you pay for him. Number 17 and 18, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods back-to-back. We know the Rams guys, they are going to ball all day long. Number 19, Tyler Lockett, another club member. Yeah, he sure is. Finished as the wide receiver eight last year. It was a bumpy, bumpy road if you had Tyler Lockett, but he will return to glory this upcoming season mark my words number 20 adam Thielen, the old man who i had mentioned earlier not getting any younger but at 20 that's respectable 21 22 23 dj moore deontay johnson brandon Ayuk, guys who are mid-level wide receiver to low end wide receiver two guys but absolutely have the upside to finish as wide receiver ones in fact 
Brandon Ayuk the last six weeks of the season was the wide receiver five on the year. And he is, indeed. Club member. Yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He sure is. And that Niners offense, hopefully when Trey Lance is starting, Brandon Ayuk is going to be worth the price tag of a fifth-round pick. Mark my words on that one. 24 through 27. Kenny Galladay finally returned to practice. Hopefully he can do some things in that Giants offense. 25, T. Higgins. 26, Chase Claypool. 27, Odell Beckham. Are we going to see prime Odell again? I wonder. Chase Claypool and T. Higgins just menaces. Two guys with massive upside, but we still need to see a little more from both guys. 28, Juju Smith-Schuster. 29, Robbie Anderson. Maybe the most disrespected wide receiver of the whole season in terms of rankings. I think Robbie Anderson drastically outperforms his eighth-round ADP when all is said and done. Number 30, Cortland Sutton. That knee sure looks okay to me, and I think that Cortland Sutton is another guy who could outperform his ADP big time, especially if that knee is good to go. 31, Tyler Boyd, maybe the most undervalued receiver in full PPR right now. Take Tyler Boyd wherever you can get him. He's going ninth, 10th round. I mean, come on, that's free. 32, Michael Thomas. This one is absolutely just a guess. You know, (laughs) you have to be aware when you're taking Michael Thomas of the upside, but also the downside that you could literally be wasting a pick on a player that doesn't even play for you, but also a guy who, when he comes back in week seven, if he does, could win you your league. You know, and if it's a seventh, eighth round pick, Depending on what your team looks like, you know, if it's if you have a bunch of safe players and you want to take that chance on Michael Thomas, go for it. If you have a bunch of boom bust players and you want to take that chance on Michael Thomas, go for it. It's your team. <laughs> I'm not one to tell you, but there is a ton of risk reward with the Michael Thomas pick. 33, Brandon Cooks gets it done year in, year out. 34, Antonio Brown. This one is the one that I think we could look back on. And truthfully regret ranking him so low. He is free right now in drafts. Not really. He's going in the 10th round. But when he was healthy, if you look at the numbers, the target, reception, yardage, touchdown distribution between the three Bucks receivers, you'd be surprised. Brown was not far off from the other two. In fact, he was almost identical to the other two. Antonio Brown, take him wherever you can get him. 35, Debo Samuel. 36, Jamar Chase. Talk about overreactions from the public. I still expect Jamar Chase to have a great season, but the fifth-round price tag is just too rich for me. Always has been, even before the drops. 37, Jerry Judy. 38, Jalen Waddle. I think Jalen Waddle is going to be really good. Yes, I'm a Dolphins fan, but I would be saying that even if I wasn't. He is motioning all over the field. He is fast like no other man on the planet is fast <laughs> outside of maybe Tyree Gill. I mean, you watch him play he is just different quickness different speed than anyone else on the field 39 visca chenault not a huge visca chenault guy but definitely buy into the upside and 40 dj chark to round out the top 40 of wide receivers for 2021 receiver is deep this year deeper than in years past i think that this is the year to secure a top end running back if there ever was one but If you get one of those five elite guys at the top, four wide receivers, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, and Stephon Diggs, you'll be happy as well. Most of them are going in the second round of drafts that I've seen. But it all depends on how the board falls to you when you're drafting. 
We have one more draft weekend. And a week from tonight, the beautiful NFL season will be kicking off. Many of the receivers that I just mentioned will be playing in that Cowboys-Buccaneers game. And we are all very excited for that. I know we are. And we are going to get on out of here. That was a wide receiver ranking show as well as some news and notes. And we'll be back tomorrow to talk some more football because that's what we do on this show. I thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. 